Welcome to the Potter Discussion. Welcome back to the Potter Discussion, discussing Harry Potter, Fantastic Beasts, and the Wizarding World fandom. I'm your host, Oscar, and this is episode 159. Thank you all for joining me today. It is, of course, a pleasure and a privilege to be speaking to you. Today is rather overcast uh, where where I am residenced, but I'm still going to enjoy the day. I went for a nice walk this morning. I'm ready to record so many fun things going on in this episode, so I definitely hope you will stick around. So today we are talking about the main theme of Harry Potter, because that's a question that I think many people either dismiss or can't seem to find an answer to. What is the main theme of Harry Potter? It's such a big topic to tackle, and I think there's so many different avenues and schools of thought, if you will. So I think discussing that today is going to be very interesting. So that is definitely going to be an interesting topic to discuss. I do have several announcements before we get into this episode. I mean, first off, probably most important, um, I believe the baguette was just announced as a like an, uh, an an item of UNESCO World Heritage, which is just amazing. I am just shocked, and yet I am so pleased. This is a monumental day that will be remembered in history. So that is just wonderful. And probably on the uh, closer to this podcast side, I'm running a giveaway. Uh, if you want to win the new Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix Illustrated Edition, illustrated by Jim Kay and Neil Packer, and the original screenplay to The Secrets of Dumbledore, uh, where, of course, it has all the lines, all the stage directions, and special notes from Jude Law, Eddie Redmayne, and David Yates, and many, many more. So if you want to win those two things, click the first link in the description or uh, the show notes. You just got to enter and I will note the, the winner will be announced in a couple weeks. So you have got time to enter, but tell your friends, tell your family. Uh, it is a, a wonderful opportunity to, to win some stuff. So go ahead and answer that below. All right, let's get into today's episode. The very first topic we should uh, discuss before we go any further is why does it matter? Why does the main theme of the story matter and what does it do for us and how does it better help us understand the story? Because this is a this 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 is a very important thing to to talk about because I think this theme of a story is always one that I think is vital to to the the core elements of this of this of this whole you know thing because really understanding major events and the motivations of characters and you know the final the the ending scenes the climax without the main theme or message of the story it's really difficult to have any inkling of what these really mean and things are made such such bigger such you know uh, you know the, the net is cast wider and the message is goes so much farther if you really understand what these things mean so i think it matters because it allows us to understand the story better and 
like I like I just said, we we can understand the climax. We can understand different characters' motivations and things that happen in the story that we may not completely understand, and like we we're not supposed to, you know, for that specific moment. We could perhaps guess about what's going to happen. For example, when Harry and Dumbledore went off in the uh, Half Blood Fr- Prince to find the locket, and you know, kind of guessing at what the main theme of the story is, which we will talk about in the next talking point, we could make a pretty solid guess at what's going to happen next. And I think that is a very important part of storytelling and reading for us, because understanding where the story's going will help us really get a full image of where it has been. Because, like, knowing where which, you know, stones are used to as, as, as stepping stones, and which elements of, of the story, and which, which sections and chapters and, and events are the most important, and picking out those and really, really seeing them for what they are will help us really, you know, make this huge web of, of Harry Potter and the story as a whole, and that is exactly what's happened, and that is why I think Harry Potter's flourished, that is a main reason why it's flourished, because, uh, the, the web web has been built and the the message has been realized and i think it has all come together in a really wonderful way so that is definitely something that is important to to realize before we really dive into the the nitty-gritty of this episode because i think really knowing what we are talking about of course i mean in, in any episode just knowing what we're getting ourselves into very important but i think especially with this one really knowing the main theme and then kind of building on that that is really what we're going to be doing in this episode because i think as you'll find and as the things we'll talk about i might i don't hundred percent agree with a lot of the things that the author has said about the theme of the story and i it's not that i don't agree with with the main message but it's that's the the only thing that she included when she was talking about the main theme is not exactly a full story. So I think I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to kind of diving into that, adding on to our main theme, uh, going into the messaging, different characters, which characters do wit- do what for the main theme of the story as a whole. So there's definitely more to get into, so let's move on. Okay, so now let's really, really get into this. What did J.K. Rowling say about the theme of the story? Well, her in, in her opinion, she is quoted saying that she believes that one of the main themes of the story is death. And that plays a big role in the story. The story ends with death. It, it begins with death. And death is one of the deciding factors in where the story goes. So let's really kind of take this apart. Let's break it down. And let's really uh, get get into the, the agree or disagree of this episode. So, death. Does that make sense? I think just as an overall, you know, does it work? I think absolutely she is totally correct when she says it ends with death, it begins with death, and death is something that really drives the plot. And I think that's definitely a very good uh, you know, main main message, main theme to have in the story because I think that is a, a large thing to do. I mean, death is the end of everything. But I think this also means death is, is, is also kind of encapsulated and the way that these stories are written, death is described as not the end, but simply the beginning 
of another great adventure. And that is absolutely something that I, you know, totally agree with. And I think it definitely holds true in the story. I mean, when, when, when people die, I mean, they're not gone. Harry sees his parents, I mean, three, four times throughout the story after they, they initially die. He sees Sirius again. He sees Dumbledore, of course, in the famous scene. He sees Dumbledore very clearly yet again. And it is certainly kind of jabbing at the fact that when you die, you may be gone from Earth, but you're certainly not gone from the world. And I think that's definitely an important message in general. And I think that is definitely why this theme is carried so far, because it means so much to so many people in the story, and it proves that it is very valuable later on in terms of, like I said, Dumbledore's not going to hear his parents, seeing his parents, and also kind of, you know, <laughs> playing with death with the Resurrection Stone and Harry surviving at the very end. So I think the bottom line is I really absolutely fully agree that death is a huge part of the story and it is definitely deserving of a spot of one of the the main themes. I think the key, the key thing here is one of the main themes because the the, the next thing we're, we're really going to get at is the fact that I don't really think there is just the theme like it's always so annoying when the when like your p- professor's just like okay now you know write down the main theme with like there's just too many there's so many and you have to like compress it and break it down into like one or two sentences and it's just so hard. It is so hard to, it's like trying to summarize the entire story, but you're not talking about the plot, you're talking about the, me- it's like too many layers to just really go into. So that's why I don't really like talking about the theme of a story, because there is no theme. There are themes. There is no one theme of the story, which I think is something that I firmly believe in every single thing. And if I'm reading a story and it is not, you know, there's like one recurring thing, if that's a really engaging, driving thing for the story, if that theme, if that message is is vital and it applies to life, it applies to the story, it applies to the characters, and it applies to us, then maybe I might think of that as a a, a, a valid theme, the singular for the story. But even even then, those kinds of themes are just multifaceted, and there's so many different things you can go into. For example, death. Death, I think, could work as the one theme because there are so many different aspects of it. It's the 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 end and the beginning. It is how you know the plot is driven. It is how the characters are motivated. It is how you know all these different things. But of course. That is not. I mean, with a Harry, with a story like Harry Potter, it is it, death is absolutely not just the only thing. So, with this specific example, I think we can definitely move forward. But just in general, I think multiple themes are definitely what we need in terms of a good story, good messaging, and a good plot in general. Because a theme is what drives everything, and it is the 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 lesson at the end of a story. So, I absolutely. I love reading stories that are multi-layer, that have big reveals, that have plot twists, that are full of, you know, of course, like magic and, and fantasy, but also, you know, the the learning of lessons and the expanding of horizons, which is exactly what Harry Potter is. And that is why I think it is such an awesome thing and why I've been talking about it for 159 half hours. So that is the... Um, 
those are kind of my thoughts on on the the um, author proclaimed message of the book. But I think there is so much more to dive into in terms of what the what other main messages are. So let's move on. What are some other of the major themes in the story? That is the next topic of discussion for this episode. And it's an important one. Like I said in the previous point, death is a hundred bajillion percent a huge element of the story. But what are some other things that come into play here? So I think let's get the obvious out of the way. I mean, love and friendship, of course. I mean, with with many stories, those two things um, are usually some big, big themes in the story. Of course, you know, Harry, Harry, Ron, and Hermione are super close friends, and they, their, their friendship is really a, a huge element and a huge help to their, their inevitable victory against Voldemort, and the love that Harry has for, I mean, again, pretty much his, his friends and his, and his family and, and everyone in his life, I think, is what motivates him to keep going, and why he fights so hard in the end, because he, he, he said it himself, Voldemort is going to lose because we have something to fight for, and I think that is the underlying message in essentially everything to do with Harry fighting Voldemort. So love and friendship, of course, are huge elements of the story and are huge themes that we should be looking at for. I think another one of them is probably like the the inner struggle, you know, kind of struggling with yourself and your identity, because we see Harry, especially in the Order of the Phoenix, really just, you know, get, being almost like destroyed mentally by Voldemort, because uh, that's that's really the book that occlumency and kind of breaking into the other's mind becomes prevalent, and that continues and really kind of hits a high note in the Deathly Hallows. So Harry is struggling with the fact that maybe Voldemort's possessing him, you know, teleporting him to London, attacking Arthur Weasley, then teleporting back, and then just waking up, and then they find him, he almost dies, you know, so uh, Harry is struggling with that. And then they they had that whole conversation in St. Mungo's where Harry overhears him saying, well, maybe he's being possessed, maybe this and that. And Harry's just like, no, no, God, oh, my God. And he, like, such, he like shuts himself in his room. And he doesn't want to see anyone. He thinks he's going to attack someone else. So it is really psychological torture that is being performed on Harry in the fifth book because of his, of his thoughts and, and of what's happening to him. And I think struggling with that within himself and really coming to the conclusion that it is impossible and he can fight it, I think is a, a huge turning point in the story. And it definitely shows the the inner struggle that it, that, that that Harry was having. Because, I mean, that's one of the major elements of, of the fifth book was Harry trying to to kind of escape the, the scrutiny of everyone and kind of, you know, finagle his way out from under Voldemort but also work with Dumbledore because Dumbledore was really pretty separated from Harry in the Order of the Phoenix and that, that's what Dumbledore wanted. So Harry wanted to move back in to Dumbledore's circle because he wanted Dumbledore's help. Dumbledore's the only person who could help Harry at that point and I think Dumbledore did make a mistake and he did not help Harry uh, as much as he should have. But of course, Occlumency was a major help. But after that, I mean, there's really not much they could do. So I think, uh, you know, self and struggling with your problems inside of yourself and identity huge elements. I think there's another big theme that 
unfortunately, it cannot really be summed up in one word, but I think it's kind of, you know, the the value of working together. That is kind of this, uh, like, another thing that I've noticed. Because I think a, a, a major element of the story was seeing how Voldemort was having great triumphs and then a sudden downfall of of quite epic failures and i think that is indirectly it, it is it is indirectly implied that it is because it is she is like kind of very isolated and there are various there are various choices that he has made that has really led to his his demise because harry is working together i mean pretty much the entire story with with other people even when he was in the maze he you know how he met cedric and then he passed crumb and he you know helped fleur and he was with all the creatures which is rather you know strange to think about and then even in the graveyard you know he got teleported to the graveyard with cedric and then cedric died but then he was with frank and with his parents and with uh, all these different people and all the death years in Voldemort. so harry's been working with people for a very long time pretty much for everything he does he's always with someone he always has a teammate so to speak but Dumbledore or sorry Voldemort really doesn't have that Voldemort doesn't have his like right hand person that he really has an emotional connection with I think Bellatrix is kind of the closest to that but I think Voldemort really kind of accepts that Bellatrix is is insane you know she is she is she is pretty crazy and I think Voldemort knows that, and so he doesn't, he, he can't really connect to Bellatrix. She doesn't really have anyone that he truly loves, which I think is why he is such a, a uh, formidable force, because he doesn't have anything to lose. But I think it's also why it was impossible for him to win, because he had, he was, he, like, I, like I said before, like Harry's line, Voldemort wasn't fighting for anything. It was just power. It was just, you know, in his, his mind, the cleansing of the world. That's not a great motivator when you have no one else to fight for. So I think it is definitely a, a prevailing theme in the story that working together is always far more effective than working apart. The, the final kind of theme that I noticed in the, in the story was, uh, is, is, is another not single-worded one, and that is making mistakes and not knowing things is okay. And it's all gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. You know, it's 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 all right. I think that's 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 really what I'm getting at. You'll be fine. That's kind of the theme that I'm talking about, because we see Harry not know stuff all the time, especially in the beginning. Dumbledore wasn't didn't really tell him a lot of stuff, so Harry was very much in the dark about his parents, about Voldemort, about Horcruxes, even about certain professors, like Snape's backstory. Harry had no idea. Harry just thought that, you know, Snape was mean to him, and that, that, that was the end of it. And flash forward to when Harry does learn all of these things, it is a huge impact on him. But I think after he learns them, I think there's certain like there's certain events that kind of are are trying to teach him that maybe it's all right that he didn't know that. And it all worked out in the end. And yes, there was lots of death, going back to the very first theme in this episode. But he managed to to to, to pull through. And he didn't need to know the exact timeline from, you know, uh, the 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 
1910s and 20s, then uh, all the way up to his his life, uh, you know, for the timeline of Voldemort and Ropey, Snape, and Dumbledore all combined. So he didn't really need to understand that. He didn't know anything about Grindelwald. And, I mean, the only elements of Grindelwald that we saw in the story were, you know, the uh, Mark the Deathly Hallows and Victor Crumb not really liking it and Xenophilius Lovegood. So we really had like like that kind of thing. But then we go, we, we're, we're watching the Fantastic Beast series now, and it is just a huge. Grindelwald had this huge impact. And to think that if he was made Supreme Mugwump, if the Chillin bowed, if, if any number of things happened, like the world would just collapse. But no, we don't really pay attention to that because we don't we don't need to know, you know. So I think kind of we we definitely need the reader's perspective to see this theme. But I think it is certainly apparent that we don't need every single piece of information to for for the world to go around, and that sometimes it's okay to not know stuff, and maybe it's even better for us, like we saw in Harry Potter. So those are a couple of the more main themes that I was noticing in the story. But now let's move on to something that I think is one of the, one of the more interesting and thought-provoking topics in this episode. This next question was one that I was having while I was writing this episode, and I knew we had to put it in, because it, it, it really makes you think, you know, like, thinking about the characters, the events, and kind of also how you put them together, and it really brings the perspective of a theme to in a, in a, in a different light. So this is the question that I am posing to you right now. This is, this is what we're going to be talking about in this talking point. Which characters have the authority to make a message a theme? I'll let you mull that over for a sec, but essentially what I'm saying is how, like, which, which characters have the authority to say something or do something or do or say anything at the same time or do nothing or whatever and have that thing become a central idea to the story. So let's just let's let's think about this. I think the initial reaction would be no one because it has to be multiple people. And I think I think you are correct in some in some capacity because I think it is almost impossible for a one person to say something and for that to be become just a central element to the, the 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 story the only time that i could possibly think of when that would happen is when someone just points it out because it might already exist you know like a a theme might already exist in the the whole you know kind of zeitgeist of the story and there might you know element of like say it's like betrayal just like a random example say betrayal is a core element and is a a, a a message in the story then in characters like this you know this whole group is full of backstabbers and liars you know like whole like survivor out speech kind of thing and they they like you know, just point it out, and then people realize, like, oh, like, oh my gosh, I've been betrayed so many times, I don't have any allies, it isn't everyone for themselves kind of kind of situation, so that's the only time when a character could create a theme, because they are just putting a name to the, the situation that has already been happening, but it is impossible for one person to just say something and have that be a theme, no, one person either has to do it for I mean, many, many chapters, many books, many instances, and then kind of have it be rolled into the batter, so to speak, of the story to then be made into a theme. 
or it has to be a lot of different people that that kind of create this theme and then bring it to light. But the uh, the other kind of theme that is created that I was thinking about besides these two, one that I think is rather less common, and that is how can one person who is not a a horribly main character make a theme, and how can that kind of you know be rolled into the story? Well, I think the answer is time. With time, a character can say the same catchphrase, or a character can do the same thing, can betray the same people, can be friends with the same people, can deliver the same message, can do X of Y, you know, (laughs) J number of times, I don't know, can do anything. If they do it enough, I think it has a higher chance of becoming a theme of this story. And we have very little evidence of this in the story because a lot of the themes in Harry Potter are created by multiple characters and and evidence that we can see created by Voldemort and Harry and Dumbledore and all those 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 different people. Um, but I think it just we we could predict that certain themes could come to pass and could become themes in the first place by just one person doing something a lot. And I think the closest example of this is Snape, because Snape loves Lily. She, I mean, she is the the love of his life, and we see him, you know, really helping Harry before Lily, and he is getting even with James um, in the first book, and then he loves Lily, so he still helps Harry, but then he realizes he doesn't, he loves, you know, Harry is his, his, you know, friend too now, and they actually like each other, you know, so I think Snape is the closest, closest example of this in terms of creating a theme by himself. But of course, Dumbledore did have some help in creating his, you know, what what you call his theme. So I think that's that's the answer. Either you are with a ton of people and you're doing the same thing, or it is a a you know group of characters or like or like one one character points a theme out, or someone does something over and over and over again. So that is the the essentially which kind of characters can create a theme. We have one final topic for the day. It is similar to the last one, but I think it is a good end point. It is a good cutoff for this episode, and it definitely wraps up this this uh, talking point nicely. So, what uh, what we're going to be talking about for the final talking point in this episode is: Do characters or events create themes? And let's just get straight to it. Both. I think both characters and events and the combination of the two are what really make a theme, you know, it, it's it's what really drives it home. If, if, if a character and, you know, like, uh, this is really hard to explain, but it's like, it's like the graveyard scene with the characters of Voldemort and Harry doing some pretty crazy events. That is how a a uh, a theme is born, if you will. So I think this is a pretty common one uh, to think about because I think it definitely matters in a, in a story. In a story, it matters if it's the characters or the events that that make the theme. And I think more often than not, it will be both. It will be the combination of the the characters and the story. But I think. 
in the certain stories that are just characters or just events, they're always just like missing missing a little bit because if if that is the case then there are pretty interesting characters or pretty interesting events and if those are the case then I'm not that disappointed but there's always a little bit missing there's always a piece that they just don't have cut quite right if it is one or the other that is creating these themes so I think in the Harry Potter story it is absolutely both I think characters doing stuff with other characters like dueling or talking or running away from the snatchers or uh, disarming or you know flying with like you know flying up broomsticks or you know arguing like whatever it is it's the aftermath and the characters that perform the act that really consolidate the theme properly into the story so that is pretty much it I very much hope that you enjoyed this episode. I certainly did. This was a a very fun episode to record. If you enjoyed this episode and if you enjoy previous episodes and you enjoy the podcast as a whole, consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or Spotify. Five stars if you would, but if not, please tell me how I can make it so with a written review on Apple Podcasts. Or you can send me an email. My email is thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. That is thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. You can also send me a DM on Instagram. My Instagram is at thepotterdiscussion. That is at thepotterdiscussion. Don't forget, the giveaway is uh, running. I will announce it next week as well, so you do not forget. And I will definitely uh, notify you as to when it is closing. So get your submissions in soon. Okay. As always, remember that happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light. I will see you later. This was the Potter Discussion.